Hello and welcome to another episode of 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One, the podcast that tackles your freelance challenges one episode at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Katie Carlisle, and I run a Squarespace web design and training business. And I'm your other host, Michelle Pratt, and I'm the owner of Dive Deeper Development, a training and coaching business. And in this episode, we're going to look at the topic of planning. So as we enter another year of uncertainty, you might not really be feeling in the mood for planning when you're not really sure what lies ahead. And quite frankly, you're exhausted from the last year. But what we're going to do today is look at how to make planning into a more positive activity that focuses on what you already have and your strengths. And we'll look at how you can resist the temptation to add in more than you need to. So I guess the first question we want to ask is, Michelle, why choose this approach to planning? So there are two reasons, Katie, why we're going to take this approach. Um, the, the first one is the, the, the problem with the scarcity mindset. So as you know, we mentioned here, doing a positive form of planning. Now, when most people do planning, they think about things they want to add in. So things that they haven't got. So things that they lack, things that they'd like to achieve. And sometimes if we're very honest with ourselves, even our most positive sounding goals are driven by fear or what uh, pain or disappointment from what we didn't do before. So you know the goal of trying to launch my book might sound like a positive goal but it might be after four years of frustration and kicking yourself of not writing your book so the problem with this is that when we think about what we're disappointed by or what we lack or what didn't work for us is that it, it can almost trigger almost like a fight and fight response in your brain so what happens is when you focus on weaknesses threats problems things that you lack it surfaces a lot of negative emotions so disappointment fear so on and so forth and what your brain does, it sort of goes into fight or flight, albeit low level. And what happens is your brain, to deal with the cognitive load, offloads choices. This is why you see someone in a dilemma saying, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Of course, there are more than two <laughs> options, but that's where our brain goes. It narrows down the options. And we literally can't see. I don't mean metaphorically. I have used the word literally right here, unlike most people on Twitter. Literally, <laughs> literally can't see it. If you don't believe me, there's a Richard um, Wiseman book called Spot the Did You Spot the Gorilla? And that will explain why, but you cannot see those options the other thing it does it creates a climate of mistrust so you start to see people doing what you do as competitors and threats as opposed to potential collaborators so this mistrust thing happens and it saps our energy um and so it gives you a a sense of doubt uh, or helplessness at at a time when you want to do your creative thinking and of course your planning for the year should be expansive thinking it should be strategic it should be up and out it should be blue sky very hard to access when we focus on problems and what we lack so there's the there's the scarcity mindset versus the sort of positive mindset when we focus on what we what the good stuff what we have what was successful what our strengths are what is positive what is going for us who loves us as opposed to who wants us to fail the opposite happens so we surface positive emotions that we're more likely to release the chemicals associated with trust therefore more open to collaboration but not only that we have more energy and we can spot more opportunities so mindset is one the second one is one we referred to earlier this year i think katie and we talked about a stretch mindset versus a chasing mindset in one of our episodes and it's to do with this quite often the human brain is hardwired to focus on adding more in rather than taking stuff away but quite often success comes from making more of our existing resources we don't have to add more stuff in so there was a psychological experiment where they they give uh, two groups these um these lego structures and there was a and they had to make the structure even but it was it wasn't even and there was a price for adding bricks so people had to try and solve it without adding too much cost Now, the same result could have been achieved by taking bricks away, and that would have been free. And that was very clear in the brief. Despite this, most people in the experiment chose to spend money adding bricks in when they could have evened out the structure by taking bricks away. So, yeah, (laughs) this is repeated again and again, not just in the brick study. The first thing people go, oh, what else? What else do I bring in? So... You may want to add stuff into your year and that's fine. But actually, by starting with what have I got and what can I already use and what can I make more of? It's sustainable, which I know you're really excited about, Katie. That's your thing. (laughs) It's also cheaper. It's easier. It's counterintuitive. So that's where we're going with these questions today. And it's not surprising as well, I think, that we do have this tendency to add more in because that's what we're subjected to in most places we go out in the world. You know, if you go onto social media, you're being sold to, it's... Have you got this problem that you didn't know you had until two seconds ago when you saw this advert? Now we have the solution for this problem that we've just created for you. And it is about 
this idea that yeah we have to constantly be upgrading ourselves and doing more and and we've we've both talked about our dislike of kind of hustling in the past so and i think this is very much the the, this approach to planning is the antidote to a sort of hustle culture isn't it really yeah it is katie and you know what this year everyone i've met has been physically mentally and emotionally exhausted so the 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 way forward for most of us might not be to do do more we're probably pretty tired if you're anything like me or the people that you've met so this is great for conserving our energy as well so let's jump into some questions then and if you're anything like me you just want to get ahead and crack on and start looking at the future and planning for the next year ahead but there's a lot of benefit to looking back first isn't there michelle yeah, definitely. And you don't have to spend too long lingering on the past. And, you know, again, we at time recording, we're still in the midst of a COVID pandemic. We didn't think we would be when we recorded a similar episode this time last year, but we are. Um, but it's, it, and, and, and in that episode, Katie, we talked about why you should reflect on the year, even if it's not been your best. Although for some people, actually, I'm seeing this last year was their best year, but it's really important that we just extract uh, the good stuff from the previous year and take it for us into the next. And there is always good stuff stuff that we can keep learning from so what we're going to do is we're going to go through some questions that you can ask yourself but we're going to actually ask each other the questions as well so you can get a feel for the the kind of answers that that you might be coming up with obviously yours will be different depending on your business your everything that you do you know is probably unique to you in a way but it'll give you a flavor of of how a planning session might actually work and you'll get some insights into mine and michelle's last year and our planning process for next year as well so you can answer your own as well katie so do like if you want to like just tune us out and just answer your own grab yeah a pen. <laughs> absolutely yeah just mentally mentally answer your own so if you're listening to this where you're not able to even kind of start making a note you can always come back and make a note of the of the questions perhaps we can share these on our twitter account somehow so that people can access them but you can just be actually even thinking about it whilst you're listening how that might apply to you as well because some of what we say might give you some ideas so do you want to lead us through the questions michelle yeah so we thought we'd start by looking back but again remember we're going to look back at the positives for the reason that i've already mentioned and so the first question i think tonight to start off with was what were you grateful for from the previous year and i've kept this vague katie so this could be work related as a freelancer but it could be um just in the general sense so what were you grateful for this year i was grateful for living by the sea and i always feel a bit guilty slash smug when i say that (laughs) but it's I'm so glad we moved when we did. We you know, got this house about three or four months before the pandemic started. And so this last year was our first full year in the house. No, it was our second full year in the house, but our first full pandemic year in the house. And so just having that and this, this from kind of earlier in the year, I met up with a group of neighbours who we all set up like a little informal swimming club together. So I'd been going swimming in the sea, but not super regularly. And then this year is the first time we've had this kind of formal swimming club. Um, so that's just been so good to get me out of the house and to have something else to think about and to chat to other people and you know when we weren't allowed to do anything else really you know when we weren't allowed to travel more than five miles in Wales and stuff like that I had that and it's kind of been my a bit of my lifeline really and and kind of kept me sane so yeah my swimming swimming club ladies and living by the sea what about you Michelle? Yeah, it's probably worth mentioning, Katie, that you live in Wales, um, and so the restrictions were a lot harsher for you for most of the year than yes. it was for me. Yeah, we weren't allowed anyone in our house until June. Yeah, um, I, I so I could completely understand that. I, I similar to you though, Katie. I love my life, and I'm very grateful for my life. So we've mentioned on previous podcasts, I live in the Peak District. I'm very grateful for living here in the outdoors. So a bit like Katie, but with just really lots of hills to look at and walk around as well. Uh, and Katie, I think for both of us, it's probably worth mentioning if to answer your question earlier about why should you plan. We, we both very happy with where we live and how we live but that is the result of years of planning haven't we we've been together on that journey with the the goals that we set ourselves and we've challenged you know held each other accountable for things and so yeah michelle planned to move to the peak district a week after i left yeah yeah i yeah. timed that perfectly so <laughs> but yeah this is the power of, of planning and reflecting i think one other thing i was really grateful this year katie was just relationships that i had invested in but really grateful for people, whether it be friends or actually work colleagues, just really, really grateful for those relationships. I felt like everybody came together, felt very appreciated, felt very loved, felt very supported. And uh, whether that be, you know, say friends, family, clients, colleagues, it's been, it's been brilliant. And I, I, I'm, I'm really 
yeah very grateful for the strength of those relationships actually relationships and what they've done for me this year as well I feel I feel very blessed in that respect so our next question I'll turn the tables and ask you Michelle um what were your biggest successes what worked for you last year yeah what your biggest successes this year Katie I don't like we've mentioned in the past I went freelance to for well-being and to work-life balance but it's actually was actually I think probably my most financially successful year last year or I don't know until I get the accounts back completely but it but certainly in terms of being busy or, or t- you know booking clients in certainly my busiest and, and most successful years that, that feels odd to say because that's not normally a criteria but I'm very pleased with how that worked out so I don't think I've ever been as in demand so that's so that's lovely and again yeah the the the, the relationships again that, I, that I've been nurturing for a number of years really really came into their own this year so sometimes you you network and you stay connected to people and you don't know why you just have a sense it's going to pay off and yeah sometimes it's three four five years down the line and uh, that happened so so that was good I Katie this year's successes I've earned more money I've done stuff I've loved doing I work with people I really respect and I feel like you know intellectually I'm getting what I need so yeah doing what I'm good at what I love and what I'm successful at and I get paid for it so those are the successes in a nutshell really what about you similarly actually yeah from a financial perspective yeah probably as I've not I've, I've not looked at the calendar year earnings but I suspect that I'll be similar in that it will be my highest earning year to date and I think part of what's successful about that is the fact that I feel like I've actually been better at managing my time and creating boundaries with my time and not being as eager to say yes and people please as I have in the past. I know that's something that you and I have worked on a lot, Michelle, in our coaching sessions. So yeah, being able to set those boundaries like and, and just to kind of experiment, I guess. So like I took six, six weeks off in the summer. The experiment was a mixed bag. I know we're focusing on positives here, um, but it wasn't the wild success I was kind of envisaging it would be. But what it did show me was that I could take that time off, which I think reassured me just from a perspective of if life happened and you know health or family or something needed my attention the fact that I can pause my business and still have a reasonably successful year financially when I say it's my best year it's probably still quite a lot lower than a lot of other people but it's enough for me it's what I need and so I think the fact that I could do that was really heartening and I've started one of the things that worked actually was starting to use Calendly which if you've not come across it, it's just a way of automatically, people booking time with you in a more automated way. So it saves that back and forth. Oh, can you do Thursday morning? No, no. Could you do Friday afternoon? No. Can you do Wednesday like at 2 p.m.? No. Could you do Wednesday at 3 p.m.? It just solves all of that. So it integrates with your calendar and it means that people can see when you're available and they can book time with you and, and easily access your schedule. So since I've been doing that, I have found that actually it's made it easier in terms of having conversations with clients where in the past I would have kind of offered them up time and I'd have felt obliged almost to fit them in somehow. I just send them a link and it's kind of like, here's what I've got. And actually very few have come back to me and gone, oh, but can't you fit me in sooner? They've just accepted that that they're the slots available. It's just sort of felt a bit more of like a democratized process somehow. So that's been that's been really helpful for me because it stopped me from saying, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, I can I can probably squeeze you in in between my other calls tomorrow or, oh, yeah, I'll just I'll do a call at 5 p.m. instead. And it's just helped me to set more boundaries. So I think in general, the biggest success was actually kind of protecting my time a bit more so I'm creating more time for things that matter um, outside of work like adventuring and going in the sea and spending time outdoors and going and seeing friends and and like my best friend had a baby in June so um, he's my little godson being able to go and have little adventures with them has made a massive difference as well and knowing that I can do that within my work and it doesn't you know doesn't mean I lose money. Yeah, that's a good 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 lesson to learn, Katie. Because sometimes we do feel like we need to say yes to things, so it's nice to know that's not not the end of the world if we do. And, and Katie, one of the things that you know I, I've talked about a lot on the podcast is you know a strengths philosophy and the importance of knowing your strengths, not necessarily what you're good at or what you've been pigeonholed into, but what um, you're drawn to, you know, what energizes you, and the bits where you just really shine, your personal skills or qualities. So one of the questions I put here for looking back is just to take a moment to recognise what are some of your skills or personal qualities 
activities that have really worked for you this year so anything in particular for you well it's funny this is something we've been talking about actually doing as its standalone podcast episode and it's almost like these I don't know if they'd be called kind of soft skills or or what but it's the skills that your clients wouldn't actually think that they were paying you for but that they actually really benefit from so for me my clients might think they're paying me for my Squarespace expertise which to an extent they are but I think certain skills like I make it I make a real effort to be easy to work with and to be proactive and to meet deadlines and and I think that that is a big reason I get my word of mouth recommendations yes I deliver the work as well you know and I have the knowledge but I think it's that I anticipate my clients needs and I know the type of client I work with so I know uh, you know if they are somebody that feels that they need to be kept in the loop that I'm proactively sending them updates and without kind of overly coddling them I do try and make their life easier and you know just send them you know even just things like sending them a list of what I'm going to be asking them for at different stages you know like I I feel like, you know, in times when in life where you're like buying a house and things like that, and it feels like there's a never ending list of things that someone needs from you, but you don't know what they need until the day before. And then you have like three days to get it to them. I feel like even just things like giving them a heads up that, yeah, okay, in a few weeks, I'm going to be asking you for this. So you might want to find that information ahead of time so that you've got it to hand. I don't know if everybody does that. And I think that's part of what's helped is that kind of personal touch and not just being someone that just sits and does the work but actually thinking about how can I make this easy for you and so I think that's really helped me in terms of my clients and people I'm training and everything I think they just really appreciate that I'm going that extra mile I suppose for them but not just in terms of putting the effort and the time and it's just that sort of thinking about them I don't I don't know if everybody thinks about the needs of their clients as much as me yeah. <laughs> maybe I do it too much but <laughs> uh, you are good I think that's something that sets you apart in your industry as well Casey like say it's why you get the clients that you do you're not your typical uh you know website designer which is that service element and we've often said isn't it it's people buy you as much as your expertise what about you yeah I, I, for me Kate you know I, I've done like strengths profile tools and stuff but and do you know when I did my strengths profile tool and this is this question isn't about a particular tool or model but one of the things that came up for me was developing people well yeah I'm a coach and trainer that's obvious and um but also my own personal development so developing yourself and, and a couple of years ago I was like well why is that um a, you know a strength that would well, or in the least one that would benefit others but I've really learned to embrace that and this year you know I've learned uh, I've definitely learned how to take my own personal development so what I'm learning but also how I'm learning and to share that with others and to bring that to my clients and it means I've always got something new to offer and it always means I've got an interesting perspective to add but it also means I can help my clients grow as well whether it's my clients or my clients customers which is really really good so just turning up the dial on that just doing more of that has been really successful for me this year and I've enjoyed it a great deal and I think the other one Katie I mentioned those relationships and I, I think one of the things I, I'm always quite concerned to do, like I'm very good at, I think I'm very good at listening and paying attention and tuning into people and, and seeing things through their world. And, and you know me, Katie, you've worked with me. Like if you set me a problem or I'm solving a client's problem, I'll, I'll mull over it and I'll be really committed to solving it. And I won't, my brain will keep ticking over until I've gone back and, and gone, okay, no, I think it's this. And so it's, I definitely don't play a numbers game in what in consulting like some people do. I definitely very committed to people's results. And that has really worked. And I mentioned doing that over a period of, of years and it, it's true. And that's what's helped particularly with the pandemic as well, is that the depth of those relationships and looking after people and taking time to invest in them and develop them has paid dividends because, you know, when, when the going gets tough and they've needed some help, they've called me, but also we've, we've supported each other. So I'm really grateful that those, you know, that time spent investing in other people, has really helped. I know that makes sense, but like that's that 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 skill of making other people feel helped or supported or developed has 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 come back to me. I suppose. Yeah, that totally makes sense, and that's I think one of the reasons I like working with you is because you've always got new insights and you're always like learning about new approaches to mindset, and you know you bring a lot of those into the podcast as well. So we're all getting like Michelle working for us on the podcast because she's out there reading all these cool new things and doing all you know you do a load, lot of different coaching courses and stuff, don't you, to like keep yeah. your development going, which is great, and that's definitely something I'd like to do more of is probably the professional development side of it. Um, for me whether that's going down a design route or a coding route I'm not quite sure yet but certainly in terms of my kind of 
that that side of the web design I'd really like yeah. to do a bit more of. I did a course on PDPs for a, a, a company this week, and and a lot of a lot of people on there are learning. What's one of those? A, a PDP is a personal development plan, and most businesses require you to have one. I think personally, or freelancers should have one also. And a lot of people were learning languages or playing guitar or something like this. And this is like like you say, learning sign language. And I think these are great things to do to keep your brain brain ticking over. So Katie, I mentioned there in my answer, I mentioned uh, relationships and this was was the other key question, I suppose, really, which is which relationships have helped you through? No man or woman is an island. Um, and it's <laughs> worth spending some time about who has helped you this year, not just about you. So any key relationships for, for you? Well, you, obvs. Thanks. Um, I have enjoyed our podcast sessions. It is a little bit like therapy whenever we do them or free coaching for me, yeah. which is great. And, me, yeah. and also it's been nice because you've come to stay at the house and everything. And like, it's been a tricky year in terms of, of seeing people, but we've managed to actually kind of go and visit each other's houses, which has been nice. And I think just having people to stay and or having somewhere to go and stay and have a change of scenery has helped get me through. Like I love hosting. I love traveling. I love going to other people's houses as well. And that's one of the things that we've not been allowed to do for half of the year. So I've been really grateful for that. My my other half, Roland, obviously needs a shout out. He is great at helping me to take time when I need it. If I'm, you know, if I am struggling, if I've been having problems with my health or my mental health throughout the year, I'm in a good place now, but there's been peaks and troughs throughout the year. So he's been brilliant at like taking over even more I mean he does a lot of the cooking anyway but like the last year he's pretty much done you know most of the cooking and everything so that it's taken the pressure off me which has actually meant that I can focus the energy I have on work and exercise basically which are the two things that are kind of you know I need the work to earn the money and also just to feel like I'm I don't know I I, I probably do get some validity from doing my self-validation from from working I, I I enjoy working so doing that and then obviously just the kind of health side of it I you know, want to make sure that if I've got energy I'm using that to exercise so yeah that's been really helpful and we have a business together as well we run a company called community box which is a, a directory tool to add to websites and so that's that's done really well this year as well and just collaborating with him on things we're doing like a new design for some of the templates and things and just like having those kind of business catch-up chats i think we've mentioned in a previous podcast if we go on a dog walk together and stuff we'll tend to uh, the afternoon dog walk is where we kind of catch up with what he's been doing that day so I still feel like I'm involved and he'll ask me for questions around the strategy and stuff so and then yeah like uh, my best friend who's had the baby even though she has tiny tiny baby and he's just had a six month birthday last month but even despite that she's been there for me and if I've needed to like vent or anything she's been there even if it's just over a whatsapp message rather than a video call (laughs) because she's got her hands free um, she's been there for me and probably our friend Katya as well has been really good at from a kind of especially from a kind of business perspective always kind of challenged me to think differently and sparking my creativity around things like Instagram and things like that so probably I mean like, like t- tons and tons of people but probably from a from a work perspective they're probably the main people yeah and like you Katie yes friends of course and, and and yourself and our freelance community have been quite nice it's nice to have those people on the end of a whatsapp group for, for me has been been lovely and then some surprising ones for me this year as well like you say the normal normal people but yeah I had my boss this year ring up from my boss from five six years ago uh, but I have kept in touch and he ran me up this year and offered work so that that's that's a relationship that's been really good so that the key takeaway for me there Katie was that if you work hard and you do good quality work and you manage your relationships and you you are good at what you do it does pay dividends and people do speak well of you and so years later even they think of you and it was quite nice to be thought of it's like yeah I've got some work to do I'm, I'm bringing her along which is great and another one is actually Dave Harrison he has a business called co-creation he was introduced to me I, he introduced I was introduced to him by Mike Pye um it was one of those where it's like Mike was like yeah you two should meet and it's sort of like okay what does he do and he's probably thinking well what does she do at that point in my freelance career I probably wasn't very good at explaining it <laughs> but we kind of had this vague sense that we could you know do some good work together so we've kept that relationship going over a number of years and this year well I've been, we've been keeping in touch with many things over the last couple of years but this year it's really come to the fore and we have done some great work together and what's really nice is because Dave is open to those introductions other people have been recommended to him and it's just a really 
great group of brilliant people who share a set of values, who have um, complementary but different skill sets, all wanting to put some cool stuff in the world. So I feel like I found almost like a little mastermind slash support group. It's full of coaches, uh, psychologists, uh, well-being experts, some you know, some great business strategists as well as marketing people as well. And yeah, we come together every so often or once or twice a month and 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 bash brains together and as well as creating things. So doing some paid work, but some creating some and at the moment non-paid stuff but could be good stuff in the future so those relationships like I say it's one of those just like I don't know who you are but I feel we have some connection let's just keep in touch <laughs> and, it, and you know like I say it did it did it yeah it's really been brilliant this year so that's been really nice and one of my highlights for the year as well and actually I should give a shout out as well to our little freelance folk community as well especially we've got like a little uh, whatsapp group going of some of the members and everyone it's just having that group of people who kind of get it and who you can vent to and just or ask questions to and be like right what do I do about this help I've got this tricky client situation or oh you know moan 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 like client problems and everyone can kind of jump in and share oh you know I'm lucky I don't really have that many client problems but sometimes it's just kind of nice to have a group of people and having those people like like our friend Hugo who is you know one of the regulars on our like we have a little kind of informal zoom catch up on Friday sometimes and so He's one of the people that comes along to that. So it's great to just have other people to chat with in the industry. And he's really helped us out actually for our joint business, doing some privacy policy stuff for us as well. Yeah. And some terms and conditions. So yeah, he's been a great help this year. And just, yeah, I I, I feel like actually like one of the things that, the, that this kind of COVID situation and lockdown and everything has taught me is that I'm much better at keeping in touch with people when I can see them face to face. And I actually rely really heavily on seeing people face to face to meet up uh, with them. Okay. And I, I realized that I, 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 there's certain people where I would normally have seen them a couple of times a year in person. And because I'm not in the habit of messaging them and they're not in my kind of immediate circle, I've missed really big life events for them and found out about them like a year or two later and gone, hi belated congratulations slash commiserations like oh, so yeah i, I think feeling. for me it's like for, in terms of relationships it's kind of actually recognizing when i've caught up with those people i've been like oh my god i really miss you so actually i think yeah for going forwards finding ways to still keep up those relationships without seeing those people face to face so i'm still at least checking in with them every so often <laughs> Yeah, and this brings on to the, our, our last question for looking backwards, Katie, which is what did you learn? And, and you've just put a key learning there. And that's the purpose of asking these last few questions. You know, the key question here is, well, all of that stuff we've just discussed, what have you learned? And I certainly with regards to relationships, um, you know, I remember this time last year, I, I think I said one of the podcasts, I was thinking, oh, I think I need to do more networking. But for this year, I want to do less networking, but have deeper relationships with the people I already know. And that's exactly what I've done. And that's a key takeaway. I, again, you know, it's like, oh, I need to find more clients or more people who can refer me but normally if you just go with who you've already got you can actually get a lot more mileage out of having more in-depth conversations with the people that you know and spreading the word that way and you get better recommendations because of the people who are that much closer to you so that was a big takeaway from this year another one of my learnings from this year katie while we're on the on the lessons learned I, I had a really successful year but i felt really busy to the point of being stressed partly due to the unpredictability like the normal seasonal patterns of my business have not unfolded the way they normally do which is very understandable but I did try to squeeze everything in and that has, yeah, that I just felt really tired at some point, you know, looking at my diary going, there's no gaps in it. There's no gaps in it. and feeling quite overwhelmed. And Bex and I, because we had the lockdown at the beginning of the year and because we knew we'd want to go away, we had people's 50th, 60th, we had a 40th, we had a Ruby wedding anniversary and everybody had rescheduled those postponed COVID events to when everything opened up again. And that meant in around September, October time, there was one point where I think from the back end of September to the end of October, I had 10 working days and I still fitted in pretty much a month's worth of work in those 10 days. Mm. So a big lesson is that um, we're not going to work our socks off for the whole year without taking a proper break until September that doesn't work so my wife said the same thing so me and Bex are like no we definitely need to make time for a holiday usually we do something pre-school holidays and I think we're, we're going to bring that back 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually, we need to do the same. We've been quite rubbish at taking holidays. Like I had my time off in the summer, but actually some of that time, when I say it was time off, it was time off from client work. I was still working on some of my own business stuff and I was doing like little adventures, you know, to Manchester and doing the odd kind of two or three day thing. But actually in terms of a holiday with my other half, we went on a three day camper van holiday in June and I don't think we did anything else holiday wise together. I'm not sure if we did. I'm just trying to think. And we've gone on like, yeah, little kind of days out and weekends together. But that's one thing we, we've said as well is that we're going to actually yeah, spend some time. So we bought our own camper van, well, van that we're having converted into a camper van um, last year. So we're going to spend more time, hopefully, going on little kind of breaks in that. Um, and at some point hopefully might we get over to Denmark to see his parents which would be nice and we've got friends who live over in Denmark as well so yeah that would be lovely I think in terms of other learnings coming back to the thing I talked about earlier in terms of time is that I, I, I think I have repeatedly in my freelance career fallen into the trap of thinking that people need me more than they actually do and it's it's you know it's that slight ego thing and it's kind of nice to be needed and sometimes the clients will actually make you feel like you're really needed but what I've noticed is that they needed me because I let them and so since I've started having more boundaries I've learned that if they need to wait for a week for a call, they can cope and they don't seem to lose that much sleep over it. It's just how it's been presented. So if they said to me, oh, when can we do a call? It's been me setting the expectations that that needs to be within a week, not them. But then because I've responded quickly and tried to fit them in, that's then created that that kind of, that habit or that, what's the word? The What's the thing when, you know, when it's like a legal thing and precedent, that's the word. Uh, I created the precedent for it. Whereas actually with with new clients and all they know is scheduling me through Calendly, they're just like, oh, cool, that's how it is. Okay, great, fine. You know, and I give them the opportunity to book things in advance. So if they want a weekly catch up with me, they can have it. They just need to book in each week in advance. So, so I'm training my clients, which I always have done to an extent. They don't always realize they're being trained, but they do. Uh, training my clients to understand that, you know, they're not my only area of focus. If they want to be, they have to pay me considerably more. And I don't think most of them would be willing to do that. So it's, you know, the fact that, that you know, I will spend time on them and I, and I will be solely focused on them at some points in my week, but not for the whole week. So I can't drop everything if they, you know, just have a question and want to chat through some ideas with me. So that's been a big lesson for me. And also just experimenting has been a big thing I've been focusing on for the last sort of half of the year. So experimenting with taking time off over the summer, did an experiment of a new service around helping people actually with some accountability of actually getting the websites launched as well as providing the knowledge. It's actually the, the, the providing them with the space and the time and the support to actually implement that knowledge as well and so that's a new service i'm going to be adding so yeah like been been a fun year been an interesting yeah. one <laughs> it's big it's been good case funny what you say about you know teaching teaching your clients because uh, you know i spend half my time as a coach telling people they're really special and the other half of, of the time telling people they're not that special that the world will fall apart <laughs> and, uh, other people can't rely on them so it's uh, a bit of a 50 50 isn't it you <laughs> You are special, but um, not so special that your clients will die without your help, you know. Exactly. And that's what the six weeks taught me as well, was that like, actually, as long as I prepared them for it, like everyone was very accepting with the fact that I wasn't going to be available over the summer. I timed it deliberately because I knew that most people have like kids at home or holidays, especially because the holiday window had been vastly reduced from uh, from the previous year. So yeah, I think it's it's so funny, isn't it? We just let ourselves be needed more than we actually want to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's true, it's true. But that's a good lesson to learn. And so Katie, we'll look forwards now. And again, we've got a few questions. Again, keeping it positive, keeping it about from what you've got, what you can do, what you have. And, and so one of the things, uh, rather than thinking what we want to add in, the first place I wanted to start with this was to say, well, what are you going to keep from last year? So rather than what we're going to add in, what are you going to keep doing? I feel like I'm just a promotional tool for Calendly at the moment but honestly it was a game changer I resisted it for so long because I was like oh no 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 my calendar management is is far too sophisticated for Calendly to be able to cope with it and and I was just like oh no no like I have so you know it's it's so complex there's no way I could just automate it but it was literally fine and it worked so I'm keeping the automatic scheduling maybe actually in 
I know we're not talking about adding, but replacing, I feel like, is okay. Yeah, yeah. Basically keeping keeping that and actually adding it so people can book directly from my website for things as well, I think, which I don't I don't actually have the options. They still contact me initially through the website, which goes to my email, then I send them the Calendly link. But I'm thinking of maybe letting people book stuff directly and pay directly on the website as well just to automate it a little bit more and save some time so keep that i've really enjoyed working with uh graphic designers especially kate morehouse from solo design studio who did my lovely rebranding and i've worked collaboratively with her on quite a few projects and i really really enjoy the projects where i work with a graphic designer they do the kind of branding and some mock-ups and then i focus on the building and development and training side of it so i i enjoy design but i think i get a real creative buzz from figuring out how to take something a graphic designer who doesn't know squarespace has created and put that and apply that on squarespace and make it work within squarespace in a way that the client can still edit it and update it themselves so I think that's the direction that I'm going to keep going in is is really focusing on the client builds being mostly collaborations with other designers who focus on their design strengths. And then I bring the Squarespace side of it and actually do the implementation side of it because the building, I think, is the building and just answering Squarespace questions. That's what I love. And I, I enjoy the design, but it's not the thing I love the most. So keeping that, I think. What about you, Michelle? Yeah, I mentioned the relationships. I think I'm definitely going to keep those people close. Like I say, I think I found uh, people who inspire me, people who are really good to spark off. So good for emotional support, but for professional development as well, it's great. So definitely going to keep nurturing those. And and in like case you said, you were losing touch with people. I think I did a bit of that too. I didn't keep in touch with the Freshwalks crowd as much. But when I did go back and connect with people, it was great again. So I think it's just about keep on on nurturing those relationships, which is lovely. I, I did work for one client this year and I mentioned I think before that um the rate wasn't as good for as my corporate rate so it's non-corporate work but I loved it I'm good at it it doesn't take too much preparation or afterthought I get to play to my strengths and it gives me a real sense of purpose I get to feel like I do some real good in the world by doing that work and and so I intuitively took that work this year it does take quite a bit of my time but I really really enjoyed it Katie and I think um, it's nice that if you do corporate work it earns you enough that you can do some non-corporate work as well and that was kind of the point of going self-employed so for me doing work that gives me real purpose that really allows me to to be in the zone I do the stuff that I'm good at and I enjoy and get paid for it nonetheless is is fantastic so that, that was really important to me. I think I've always enjoyed what I do, but that really gave me more purpose than I think I've felt in the past. So that was that was a great experience, which was, which was really nice. Anything else? Any other successes or to keep from last year? Yeah, more of the same, to be honest, Katie. Um, there's a, there's a lovely, lots of people know the change curve, and you can always Google that if you don't know it. There's also quite a nice uh, change cycle diagram. And what I quite like about that, it, change isn't quite neatly cyclical. But what it says is like there's phases such as preparing for change, gearing up for change, or contemplating change. Then there's a bit about where you all um, guns blazing, you know, implementing change or adjusting to change. And then the next part of that sort of diagram is is actually just sort of consolidating change or recuperating from change. And I think for me, there is a little bit, there's been a lot going on this last year or two. And some of it is just about consolidating and, and 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 keeping going and I think definitely for me it's like I like how things are and it's just refining them and keeping them going because that's a good thing yeah yeah and I think I may be like a tiny step behind that I think I'm in the middle of the guns in middle to end of the guns blazing side and about to hopefully come into the consolidating bit having done a lot of change like you said as well over the last two years and so yeah I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to like the point where I can actually, yeah, sort of not sit back exactly, but actually kind of take a bit of a breather from the the constant doing of the, the constant creation of new things and actually enjoy maintaining things. Well, it'd be interesting to see if that is enough for me because you know me, I like shiny, shiny new things. So Oh, yeah. But Katie, I never worry about that because even when you get to the consolidation phase, the world changes, the context changes. So, so... <laughs> we can count on it for that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so you just, you just consolidate what you got and then change will come when it's good and ready. And the next phase after that, for anyone was interested, you go back to the pre-contemplation. So it was like pre-contemplation, contemplation, change, recuperation. So it just 
just keep going around like this. And Michelle, you obviously talk a lot about strengths. So one good question to ask is, what strengths do you want to use more of in the year ahead? Yeah, so we asked before what strengths have served you well for previous year, but there may be slightly different strengths that you have that you want to use in the year ahead as well. Um, mine is very similar to the one that served me last year. So I talked about my strength for personal my own personal development, and I'd like to go one step further with that, Katie. So I, I mentioned, uh, I think I mentioned to you before, don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, that I am learning Irish, but I'm not just learning Irish. I'm teaching myself how to teach myself. So I know a lot of learning theory from my day job, um, and I'm actually um, contemplating this this challenge of how do we you know maintain our personal development and what even do you develop with the world changing so rapidly so how do you know which way to grow how do you make a career plan and that's something I've been sort of checking on myself the next phase for that Kate is to finish that piece and then to share it so that strength of personal development although it's served me very well and although you can overdo a strength is one I do want to take to the next level and I feel that's one where I can can we can really uh shine I think for me and and one of the strengths that I've used this year I've been told that people when I'm on sort of doing idea storming or meetings people value my my contribution and I've had that compliment a couple of times this year and at strength scope terms you might call that my critical thinking uh one of my sort of lateral thinking and so yeah I really like that feedback and I'd like to use that more this year what about you I think keeping up with the one I mentioned earlier in terms of being known as being easy to work with, definitely want to keep that going. I think my the ones I really want to work more on is the the kind of connecting people and creating communities and and working on that. So I already have the freelance work community, but and I've got some ideas about how that's going to change um, in the coming year. I have a community called Squarespace Club, which I've sort of did a very soft launch on this year just to a kind of few test subjects. That's something I'm going to be like really kind of publicizing and launching a lot more. And actually it's it made me realize I really do enjoy that kind of fostering a community and kind of going, oh, well, you should speak to this person and like, oh yeah, this would be a good thing for you to talk about with this person and creating those connections, I really enjoy doing. So doing more of that and uh, events-based stuff. I think again, I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert and so I do enjoy doing events as much as I sometimes go, oh, I always want a, like a free calendar. I always gravitate back to events. That's the one thing that's pretty constant in my in my life, I'd say, is, is that kind of face-to-face interaction or virtual versions of it interaction with people I've not been someone that's thrived just being on my own behind my computer so I think probably those are the two that I want to nurture more this year in order to create lots of value in the communities that I'm involved with or creating yeah that's that's a nice one Katie I I like that good to keep those strengths going and again you know Katie we talked before about what relationships have helped us in the past year and the same question again any any relationships you want to nurture or any relationships you would like to draw upon in the year ahead who who can help you I think it probably comes back to the communities again actually so it's the it's the people I'm I'm you know feel really grateful that and I didn't kind of mention these people in actually the the first the first kind of looking back section of this episode but I've got, you know, a group of maybe 20, 25 people in my kind of Squarespace community who, when I first set it up, I just reached out to them and said, hey, look, I'm setting this up and don't quite know what it looks like yet. Would you be up for joining? And every single person joined. And I just thought that was was so nice to have that support from those people. And then they've been champions for me and been, you know, talking about what I do and say oh you know you need to speak to Katie if you want some Squarespace help and even in my little trial uh, program that I did the accountability one you know people were staying on beyond the co-working sessions that we did to give me input and feedback and ideas for how I might change the program and you know talking to me about pricing and everything and they've really taken the time to actually help me shape my business which I just never imagined that anyone would want to do that so that's been super lovely so I think really you know nurturing that side of it where it does have that real community feel of people helping each other and just really kind of saying thank you and being grateful to the people who do champion me it's it's really nice (laughs) what about you michelle yeah relationship i mentioned the relationships i have so definitely those but i also think katie there's people in my networks 
that are my existing networks that I haven't really drawn upon. And like, I, like, I, I am fiercely independent and um, I've learned over the years to reach out. So even just like the na- local neighborhood community, like just shout out to the neighbors who knows an electrician or who can do something like this. So that's really nice. And again, with those networks, both the freelance one, I've got a trainer one, some broader business ones in Manchester. I think it really is just um, maybe not finding more, but actually finding out more about them and drawing upon them for expertise. I'd like to nurture those a bit more. And Katie, like you, after after a long period of time of not being face-to-face with people, I'd probably want to get back to my school friends and some of my uni friends and actually just get back to some of the personal relationships, actually. that Although we have kept them going very well at a distance, I think I would like to spend more time with them. So although that's not work-related, I think it would put me in a much better position for when I do go back. Uh, you know go back into the workplace I think sometime out of work mode where with people that I love I think that would definitely help and and Katie we've talked about um strengths we've talked about relationships and and this one came from like I say earlier I think it was the beginning of this uh, 2021 I think we were talking about stretch mentality and one thing I really took from Scott Stonenshine's book was about you the before you create something new think about the resources you already have and so one of the questions I wanted to ask was what resources do you already have and you can interpret that term as broadly as you like um but what do you already have in the locker resource wise that will help you for the year ahead if I say Calendly, everyone's just going to throw their podcast device out of the window, aren't they? Yeah, okay. We'll take Calendly as a given. Is there anything else? <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. It's like, just changed my world. I, okay, resource-wise, as well as my favourite C word, there's another one, which is called circle.so. Um, so, th- I mean, for me, these are sort of the tech resources, I suppose. And, and I know resources are beyond just that sort of technical thing, but they are such an integral part of my work. So there's a community platform called circle.so, and that's what I use to run my... My Squarespace Club community and that's what I'm going to be using for the new shiny freelance folk community that I'm going to be launching so I think the resource there is the knowledge and understanding of how that platform works and where to find information and good practice about using that platform because they have their own community on the platform just to get all very meta so that's a massively useful resource because I've got loads of people in there who've built communities of different types so you know that's that's a place I'm going to go to get inspiration for any ideas of how to create and add value in both the communities that I run so that's a resource I'm going to keep keep using for the for the year ahead I think having spent the time setting stuff up this like I feel like this last year was very much like laying the foundations and setting stuff up and so I think now I've my website I mean the website's kind of never finished really in a lot of ways my website is getting to the point where it sort of it's been very gradual like I've been building my website in bits and pieces and adding more content and pages and just keeping it really simple to start with but it's getting to the point where it's got all the content it needs now and it'll just start working for me and again just I'm 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 at the point where I'm it'll be relatively easy for me to automate things even things like someone last year said oh could I buy one of your courses for someone as a present and I was like, oh, I never even thought about that. So I quickly set up the option to do a gift card. So that's there now. So I can offer that whenever I want to. And just things that I've done that I'll then have the kind of yield on that. Um, you're setting up my online courses and all the systems and processes and the different flows through the, using the community as part of that. And I've just done a lot of learning this year on how to use that and Squarespace's new member areas feature and, and things like that. Just a lot of learning how to use different systems. But now I feel like I have the skills and the resources to be able to bring them all together and actually that should save yeah. me loads of time yeah definitely i think so like you say you mentioned like the the software was the technical resources but yeah you're quite right there's other resources that you're you're you're, you're there too and, and katie my answer to that is very similar to you you know you mentioned uh, using what you already have one of mine for this year resources to use is that as our podcast we've spent years building it and a lot of our problems are evergreen i was saying we should do a blog about five times we were prescient you know we we, we were you know we, we saw the future because ahead of the <laughs> pandemic you know a lot of the things we're talking about were upward trends anyway so i like to think at least in that area of my life if not in fashion i am on trend in some ways and 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 so yeah our podcast definitely and i mentioned this idea of not adding more resources and quite often Often, I think with freelancers with content, it's like I need to create more content. And something we've discussed is, no, actually, how do we use the content we've created? And with the podcast, you know, some of the problems we've mentioned are evergreen. Some of the the tips we we try not to discuss things that are fads 
or you know are a bit fluffy or buzzwords we do try to bring you things that we've experienced or we've seen other people use very well and and again like you say we were saying earlier Kate weren't we today that you know we've got tips in the podcast but even some of the individual tips we we share could be broken down for videos for blogs discussion points mastermind groups all sorts of things so use the use the podcast similar similar vein Katie I've got lots of books um I'm pleased to say I've actually read most of them which you know for a lot <laughs> I got rid of the one I did I did the whole Marie Kondo thing I got rid of the ones that I wasn't ever going to read and therefore most of the ones I've, got, I've read pretty much all of them to a degree but whenever I do new design work as I was doing recently rather than saying right what's the next thing what's the new bit I think I've had this hankering recently just to go back to some of the good old stuff that I knew and I know some people think that's a bit boring, but actually some of it's really good and I just need to reinvigorate it, re-explore it and apply it in a new way because it is good stuff. So realising I've got books, I've got materials, uh, but also people. Again, a bit of a theme, but there's people that I know and actually just tapping into them a bit more would be good as well. Yeah, resources that I'd like to like to help, I've already got. So good friends, good good resources. I suppose money might be one, Katie. I mentioned, you know, you said to me, I was making a financial decision recently and Katie's like, well, as you said to me once, you know, you save money for a reason, it's there to be used. I was like, yeah, that sounds sensible. Why have I not applied that to myself? <laughs> so yes, I'm making a financial decision and making a big purchase this year. So using resources in, as in the financial resources, but that will definitely help my quality of life as well. Yeah. Although I feel like you came to me for a sensible answer now. I was like, yeah, spend the money! Yeah, buying a camper van, but like uh, going from two vehicles to one, so an all singing or dancing camper van. So yeah, physically, phys- you know, financial resources, but that will be used to good end. And I think that's for the right reasons too. Actually, yeah, my van can hopefully be a resource as well. Because um, we did the same, well, we didn't have two cars, but we had a, a car and now we just have a van. We got rid of the car and now we just have a van, which has been interesting in terms of where we can and can't go <laughs> for height barrier reasons. Yours is an absolute beast. I'm going... <laughs> it's, a ma- it's a monster. It's, it's, we've got a large van so that we could fit all of our water sports things in it as well. Uh, but actually, once we've got it a little bit more converted, that will be a resource in terms of we'll, we can we can kind of take it places but we're set we're going to set it up so it's got a really nice workspace in it so as long as we've got some kind of power source or enough charge on our batteries we can actually take it to really lovely places and have a bit of a break and be out in nature but also do some work if we need to as well so it it's kind of you know me Michelle we've talked about some previous podcasts like I'm quite happy not to have a strong divide between work and life so if you know if I go out and go for a walk and then come back and do work for a couple of hours and then go for a swim or something that's a perfect day for me so I think that's gonna hopefully enable me to kind of bring my work into my adventures and vice versa which will be yeah, really cool that's good and that's same same here we'll hope to be able to work in ours too so things that do your work life balance is really nice too and then Katie while we're on this subject I, I think we'll probably we talked about you know not adding more in and so one of the questions I wanted to ask as well was what will you not do this year or what will you say no to so what are you going to take out or shut out so Michelle and I actually had a coaching session just before we've recorded this podcast and one of the things that I'd put on that was like oh should I do another should I do a separate podcast about Squarespace because someone once asked me oh do you do a Squarespace podcast I really want to listen to one and there isn't one I thought oh there's maybe a gap in the market there and I feel there's an opportunity to call it not sponsored by Squarespace but very quickly even after kind of raising that suggestion I think I was like yeah no that's just adding way too much more into my life and it's creating like another I don't I don't want to spend too much time on that and then dilute the value that I add to other places where I'm sharing content and I'm only just getting into the point where I'm actually having a content plan and starting to do some planning and actually on that note I should do a shout out to um, Sharon Haddon who runs a service called the Content Planning Company she's based in Canada but she's got this brilliant community of people that she helps to do content planning and she helps you with accountability and gives you ideas of what to share and that's that's really helped me to actually create a meaningful plan that I'm actually implementing albeit slowly so that was really good yes that's so so not not adding in anything I have a lot of thoughts and ideas and I'm always tempted to go oh let me do this let me do this let me do this so something I'm certainly not doing for the first quarter of next year is focusing on Ownbeat, which is the kind of digital magazine that I run it's basically like articles from me and other contributors talking about doing life a bit differently. I just don't have the capacity to meaningfully do much with it. And so that's on the back burner for now. And then I'll kind of revisit that probably 
like in the first half of the year to see where I'm at with that. But my focus at the moment is my own business and freelance folk. Yeah, good one. So, what about you, Michelle? What are you saying no to or not doing? I am not doing any client delivery on Fridays this year. And I've already booked out my calendar Woo. from January, February, March and April. And all the Fridays are in the diary for me. I literally booked the Fridays out, but for me. And um, and I did have a bit of a panic when I did it because someone was asking me for dates in February. It's like February is a really short month and I've got quite a bit of work booked in. And with the Fridays out as well, there's hardly... I know another client will ask me for dates. It's like I, ha- I went, So I went back to another client who I don't know so well and who it's a bit of an ad hoc relationship. And I had to go back and say, I have no resource for February. And I, like, I felt really bad. I was like, oh, I could give them a Friday. Or if the other clients ask for anything, I could give them Friday. It's like, no, Friday's, Friday's in the diary. So it doesn't mean I'm not working Fridays. Um, but it means I'm not doing client delivery. And so part of me looked at the calendar and panicked, like I've got no time, but I do have time because by booking all the Fridays out, I know that I've got time for my workshop prep, my invoicing, my advin, my planning. I might even do some content creation. So yeah, watch this space. We'll see how it goes. But I'm saying, okay, for months I've been doing peer-to-peer coaching sessions going, I need to do ring fence some time for myself. And I've never done it. So there we go. I've done it. No, did the clients Fridays. What did the client say when you said you couldn't do the Friday in February? She's not come back to me because she's not back in till Monday. So, uh, but I, I honestly think she'll find that 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 client is a casual relationship. As if one of the other clients come back and looks for dates, but um, I think like you've got you've got a if people are asking for your time and you know that work is coming in, you've got to put it in at that time for me. I last this year this year, 20, 2021, I tried you know working five days a week client delivery sometimes and it, it, it was too it was Oof. too much it was too much so yeah yeah I mean people haven't been able to book calls with me on Fridays for about five years now so. yeah yeah I just but I, some of the work I quite like it's like oh yeah put it in there but no so we'll see how it works I'll see if I hold out as well but um uh, hopefully that will that it may not work it may not be flexible enough Katie there may be weeks where I need more workshop preparation time mm. um and then i don't get that time to myself effectively if you see what i mean so we'll see how it goes i'll probably say no to work that doesn't interest me either like you say katie you get opportunities you're like oh i could do this or oh i could do that and um yeah no stick stick to what what for what what works and what is good <laughs> and then katie one last question and we'll, we'll, oh, i know we've been going for a while now so we'll keep this fairly brief but i wanted to put this one in and so i kind of phrased this two ways one of the ways i phrased it was if no one else was judging what would you set as your success criteria and the purpose for that was just to say look if people didn't if there was no pressure to earn a certain amount of money or to have a certain size business what would you do but to phrase i've kind of blacked that out i'll phrase it a different way one of the things i sometimes do with clients is say look most people do an appraisal or reflection at the end of the year so think ahead to the end of the year ahead and then what would make you look back and go yeah that was a good year and so what does a good year look like for you Katie? I think my two kind of fundamental things that I would feel like yes that was a success if they happened would be that I got to the point where I had enough of a buffer in my bank account to cover three months worth of like you know, outgoing. So then if I couldn't work for any reason, I had that buffer there. I sort of had, I got sort of to a point where I was almost there, but then we were not working for six weeks into it. So I'd like to kind of get back to that and also have a bit of money in my bank account to invest back into the business, whether that's marketing, design support, infrastructure, anything like that. Um, I need a new laptop at some point, things like that. Uh, so that's my first one. And then the second one is having the freedom and flexibility to be able to go and have adventures and go and do water sports and be outside. I love I love being outside. So just more opportunities to do that. So I find if I feel like I've managed to have balance between being inside at my laptop and outside adventuring, then I'll feel like that's a success. And then on a more specific note, I think having you know having more members and a, an engaged community in Squarespace Club and Freelance Folk and having people sign up for my courses and moving to more of that kind of one-to-many approach rather than doing as much one-to-one work would be a good year for me. What about you Michelle? That sounds good I think for me I mentioned before that I'm doing work that I enjoy that I'm good at and that has a sense of purpose and I can get paid well enough for doing 
and I think that's what a good year would look like for me Katie work-wise uh, again like you I think that's got to be balanced with spending time with loved ones and also spending time outdoors as well so if I can keep that one day a week but still make time for the clients doing the stuff that I love in the space where I'm good at it it's in demand and and it comes easily I think that's that's where I want to be so again it, it's, part of it is consolidating so another thing I would like to do uh, that would make it a good year is health hasn't been great this year and I would like to improve my health and fitness next year so I think I mentioned being tired I recognize that um, energy is very important and by the way another unique approach to planning is not a, a, um, a friend of mine Dan Masters he does a course called manage your energy not your time and I think that's a really interesting concept to do energy management not time management or I've been asked not what's but the best use of your time or the best use of your energy and I really like how are you going to spend your energy today that's a good question and so for me I think investing in my health and then after that my fitness I think is what is going to give me the energy to do all of the other stuff and that would be a good year for me. So there are some questions that you can go through and ask yourself in order to reflect and plan ahead for the next year but as a special kind of bonus section I think we recognise that it's a really turbulent time for planning so one of the things we wanted to address is how actually do you create a plan that is flexible enough to withstand an ever-changing world. So, Michelle, have you got any thoughts about that? Yeah, definitely, Katie. So we, we talk about, we've talked a lot about values and we've talked a lot about knowing your why. And what we've talked about on the podcast today is knowing your resources, knowing your strengths and understanding your relationships and what you already have. And I think part of navigating that kind of, uh, we call it VUCA, of volatile uncertain complex ambiguous environment uh that we're living in you you'll hear that term a lot in like forbes magazine and ink on the internet hr stuff uh we love it love an acronym but but it's a vuca environment <laughs> and, and, and so i think the way to manage that is not to worry too much about what's going on out there or try to plan it but have a look at what's going on in here so what are your priorities what are your valid what are your values what are the strengths you want to use and what are the things that are absolutely important to you in terms of tangible goals but in terms of states katie we've talked about relationships and energy if you know what those things are keep them as your priorities put your big rocks in the jar first which is the rocks and jar analogy you've probably heard that from us before you can google it if you don't know what i mean but you know put your priorities first and then use that as your compass because and, and so when the world changes around you as long as you keep those things at the forefront of your mind you're always going to take a step in the right direction you won't know what the future holds but it'll always gravitate you closer to what you want so i think certainly look inwards rather than outwards the second thing is that don't get too hung up on having a fixed plan in this vuca environment you can't really have you know in the old days you say what's your five-year plan which is a question i always hated because i don't even have a five-week plan but you know it doesn't really work anymore and the problem with planning that's too rigid is that you can put a lot of time and effort into creating your plan and then you become quite wedded to your plan the problem with that is you might miss opportunities or not see literally as i said earlier things that weren't accounted for on your plan and that means we fail to stretch our resources and make the most of what we have and it means we waste time and resources planning for a future that might never happen so be prepared to learn as you go know what's important try your best Katie's talking about you know experimenting with things she thinks going to work for her keep experimenting reflect adapt and then just respond this will allow you to just respond whatever's in front of you no matter what the future holds one thing that I've read about is rather than like you say having a five-year plan it's still okay to have a direction that you want to head in so like yeah a bit like a bit like a compass almost of right, this, this is where I want to get to. Now, the way I get there might change and there might be deviations on the way. But actually, if you know roughly where you want to go, you can still steer yourself and make decisions based on that and let that influence you without having to have a rigid plan. So we're not saying don't think about the future, but actually you don't have to plan it out in kind of minutiae because, yeah, things like global pandemics come along and ruin everything yeah so and I, I know I work with a coach Kate Kate you know saying like rather than have a, a content plan uh, for me it doesn't really work she said well how, have a how can I help people strategy and in terms of thinking what content am I going to put out but actually what problems am I going to solve if the world changes in between my content plan can be to address the problems but I can be quite flexible in how I do that so I quite like the idea because if I keep in that mind idea of helping people I'll achieve the same aim I'm just not as fixed on what content is going to get me there if that makes sense yeah definitely and I think we can also create 
a bit like we've done with this podcast, we've reflected the changes that have happened because of the global pandemic, but we've actually still stuck to universal themes like we mentioned earlier. So even if you were listening to this, you know, in a few years time when hopefully we're out of constant rolling lockdowns, then the content will still be relevant to you. So that's one thing you can think about in your planning is like, what are the themes and how can they be fairly fairly universal like you say helping people giving back creating something adding value like all the things that you do for your customers and clients already probably you can still plan to do those things and then the way that you deliver that might change because of circumstances and you might pivot to a new business idea but it will come back to those values or or those themes that you've got um, as part of your business so Michelle we always like to finish on our top takeaways from the episode so if you could just take one thing to solve the challenge of planning in turbulent times what would it be um I, I i think my big one kate is just use what you already have so part of what we covered when we looked backwards was to, to take stock of the relationships the strengths the resources that really work for us and i think there's definitely especially with limited energy uh, mileage and going what have i already got so i'm definitely going to revisit the resources that i've created i have at my disposal and ask myself how am i going to make more of them what about you what was your your takeaway i think just actually do spend the time on reflecting before jumping straight into planning ahead because yeah like i said i'm impatient and i always don't want to do that but when i do it it does enable me to see patterns and it does allow me to see actually yeah i've already got a lot you know we're even just talking about the resources there you know i've already got a lot i don't need to add more things into it i don't need to spend more money i can just actually keep going with what i've got and keep it simple so definitely So we'd love to hear what your plans are, any comments you have, any other questions that you ask yourself as part of your planning. If you want to connect with us, you can reach us on Twitter at 99problemscast. That's the number 99, problems, and then cast as in podcast. And we'll see you next time for another episode of 99 Problems, But a Boss Ain't One.